Have you ever wondered why some young people choose to end their lives? Ever wondered who they are and who they left behind? Have you ever wanted to hear their stories? Would you like answers to these questions and many more? Welcome to Suicide Pages with Dr. Lulu. Her mission is to shine light on these young people, create awareness for, and educate the world on youth suicide. Opinions expressed in this podcast are those of Dr. Lulu and her guests. They are not a substitute for professional advice. If you are experiencing suicidal thoughts, call 1-800-273-TALK or send a text to www.crisistextline.org. Now, here's Dr. Lulu. Hello and welcome back to Your Wellness and You with Dr. Lulu. My name is Dr. Lulu, a.k.a. The Momatrician. How are you guys doing? Good to see you. Good to see everybody. I hope you guys are wearing your masks because you know this virus is not a hoax. I don't care what anybody tells you, okay? Enough people have died that really should not be dead. So put on your mask. Even as you watch this, if you're going to be walking down the street, put on your mask. But that's not what this show is about. This show is about doctors. Welcome to Doctors COVID-19 Chronicles. Today we have another beautiful, as a matter of fact, I think she's my second Caucasian because I had Anne Contrucci who just blew the ratings off the charts. So today we have Dr. Rebecca Behrens. She's got a more Zen energy, which is good. <laughs> to my ADHD, which is great. So, um, Dr. Rebecca, how are you doing, sis? What's going on? Oh, I'm, I'm doing okay, surviving, you know. <laughs> I tell you, that's the word, the key word, the code yeah. word now is survival mode. Like, I've been agitating, I've got major cabin fever. I just, I wanted to go out this weekend. I was like, I need to go somewhere. I said, let's drive all the way to Austin and make a U-turn and come back. <laughs> and the kids were like, okay, on Friday, Saturday morning, they're like, no, mom, you go away. And I'm like, what's the fun going by myself? So needless to say, I didn't go, but I get, I get my energy out when I walk. I probably walk around the neighborhood like six times just to get some of that energy out. Mm -hmm. But then you live in Texas. So how are you doing with all this yeah. from COVID-19 to the deaths to you being, you know, with child? I mean, how... <laughs> How hard has it been for you to just on your own, just personally with this whole situation? Um, it's definitely been hard, especially so, you know, right when the pandemic hit my um, part-time job that I have, uh, I got furloughed from. So it kind of very quickly put us into a tricky financial situation and also just um, kind of turned my world upside down. So um, I was home with my son for a couple of months while we kind of figured that out. Um, and, um, especially with like childcare and all of that stuff. Um, so we're, we're starting to get into a, a better pattern now. Better um, and that's been a little bit easier, but yeah, it's definitely been, uh, hard being pregnant at the same time, because I think it's hard to, especially at the beginning it was, there were so many unknowns and there's still a lot of unknowns on how it affects pregnancy and, um, I heard fetus, that the fetus and everything. Did. I heard that they had like six babies that got it. Yeah, yeah. Like in so, utero. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that was, I mean, especially initially when we didn't have enough PPE, that was an even bigger concern. Now I feel a little bit more comfortable now that we have appropriate protective equipment avail available. But um, yeah, it's just been 
it's been up and down. <laughs> it should be, like it should be. I mean, it's been for the whole world, really. And then I was talking to, to a few, t- uh, t- two or three teachers today mm. while I was walking the neighborhood and everybody was six feet apart, but I was talking to one teacher who is a middle school teacher. Another lady was walking on the other side of the, the road and she said, I heard the word teacher. So she took off her thing and she was like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, we're talking about how they want to send human beings into the war zone who are teachers just like just go and then this other lady says she thinks she even right now has COVID-19 because she said her, her girlfriend's boyfriend tested positive and whatever either way just even thinking about having to send my son back to school I refuse to think about it I refuse to go there with my mindset because what I'm thinking to myself is Yes, we have low numbers now because kids are not around each other. Like, mm-hmm. uh, that's why the numbers are low. You put Janie and Miki and Susan together, it's over. You know, they are licking each other's boogers and they're all over each other. I mean, so you having a small child, is he in school? Is he in daycare? How is, how is that been? Because I know you probably enjoyed bonding with him at the beginning. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was kind of nice at the beginning because I never really had a chance to just like stay home with him. But um, yeah, so his daycare closed in March because one of the parents um, was exposed in their workplace. Mm -hmm. Um, So they closed and then they reopened again in April, but we didn't send him back because I wasn't working really at that point. So we didn't really see the need. And then, you know, as things have progressed, we just never really felt comfortable sending him back. Um, So we actually just hired a nanny for the first time, which was new for us um but that has its own you know concerns because obviously if that person is exposed then you're starting <laughs> from scratch on the child care well, I mean, again does the nanny live with you then or are they going home and coming every day She's going home and coming every day oh, yeah right. yeah we don't we don't have space for our nanny to live in so um so that yeah we, you have a lot less control in that situation uh, yeah, of, yeah, yeah what's I'm, coming I'm in i'm agreeing with you in the sense that oh goodness because that's just, um, how is that affecting you emotionally? How is that? Um, it's been okay, actually, recently. I think it's more just uh, me letting go and like having someone else caring for my son that I don't know, you know, that's, that's a whole thing every time. Like it's, it's like that with daycare too, but you know, I was kind of used to daycare. So now it's just starting over. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I cannot even, I can't imagine, I'm not going to lie to you. I can't imagine what my life would have been if this was then when my kids were nine, six, and three. Mm-hmm. And we did have a nanny. I needed a nanny because I, I became a single mom all of a sudden. And I needed to go to work to see my patients. And then there was them. And they needed to go to school. And they needed someone to take them to school. And I just, I just could not have done it all by myself. So I... I completely feel your pain, but I can't even, even as I feel your pain because, of, because I'm an empath, I can't even imagine what it's like. I just, I, I don't even know that I want to go there. But that being said, there's the added aspect of you being with child. Mm-hmm. So, hey. Yeah, I don't think that's definitely been a different I think we would maybe feel a little bit more comfortable with a lot of situations if I wasn't, but because we don't know, you know, what would happen if I were to become infected, we're trying to 
really, really limit even more so than normal. Like I really don't go anywhere except for my house and my job. Um, my husband does all the grocery shopping. Um, he does, you know, everything outside of the house. So it's, um, it's, it gets, you get a little stir crazy, but I mean, that's, I think we're being even more cautious with like the nanny too, because, you know, it's, if the nanny were to bring it to our house and it, I was infected, I think that it just is a different potential outcome than if I was like young and otherwise healthy and probably things would be fine, you know? Do you have family members? I mean, do you have family? Yeah. So my parents have been really helpful. Something. Yeah. Yeah, my parents live, um, they live about 30 minutes from us. So we actually, for a while, we were doing, um, like, spending half the week at their house and half the week at our house. And um, they were kind of helping watch my son and um, while we were working. But now my mom is going to be going back to work um, in August. She works for a school, so that's not going to be a long-term option. <laughs> so um, we're, we needed to find something more permanent that would work out in the long term. So your mother works in schools. Is she planning on going back? So she is. Her school district actually is going to start off the year virtual. Okay. Um, but she is not a teacher. She works in the um, in the nurse's office. Okay. So um, okay. so she's still going to be doing. You know, there's a lot of administrative things they have to do. Make sure the kids are up to date on their shots and physicals and all I that mean, stuff. I mean, that's the usual um, things that they do. Yeah. The usual things that they do. And if they're going to start school virtually, honestly, I, I can't even imagine because majority of kids are not going to go get their shots because everyone is scared to go to the mm -hmm. door. Yeah, she's going to be chasing so a lot of that. We're looking at maybe a year from now, we're going to start seeing vaccine preventable diseases. This is a thought process that I haven't even... I need to I need to write that down because I didn't even think about that. If if people are naturally in apprehensive about going to the doctor, they're not mm -hmm. going to go. Right. You're, you're well. I mean, you're going for a well child checkup. You don't want to come home with a virus. So you know that this is my first time even just thinking about that. Yeah, it's wow. that's going to. I mean, hopefully we're not going to see start seeing huge spikes in those diseases, but um, it's going to take a while after you know after we're all mixing normally again um if everyone wasn't vaccinated all this time that it is definitely a possibility that we have to think about i've tr i've been trying to encourage anyone that because a lot of people have asked me about this like should i just skip their checkup and i'm like if they need vaccines you need to go because it's not this is not the time to miss a vaccine <laughs> there's already a pandemic we don't need a resurgence of vaccine preventable illnesses too Measles. and you know both of us live in texas which, by the way, we ne I, didn't, I think I skipped your introduction as far as like who you are. Usually I have the doctors introduce themselves, but we'll get to that. But both of us live, live in Texas. So we know we, we had a measles outbreak last year because mm -hmm. Americans are, are very weird people. Like, I live in Nigeria. I grew up in Nigeria. I saw the devastation that polio and measles and diphtheria and pertussis, meningitis, I have seen those things. And I always say people who don't have a memory of anything, just toss it. Like, for instance, I mean, maybe not necessarily related, but we had the 30-year-old man who died in San Antonio this past week 
because they went to a COVID-19 party. Mm-hmm. This is like, oh my God. And I say that because when I was in private practice and traditional medicine, I had people that would say, um, we want to know if you have any cases of chicken pox so we can come and expose our kids to them because they don't want to get the kids, they don't want their kids to be vaccinated. It's just the same thought process like, who are these people and why are they doing stuff like this? Yeah. And there's then, just so much fear. Else, go ahead. Yeah. There's just so much fear and like misinformation that preys on that kind of fear. Misinformation is, is, the, is, the, is the word and is the catalyst too. And then we have an education secretary who is, I don't know who this person is and why she's saying these things, knowing fully whether she's a person of influence and people actually listen to people <laughs> that are in leadership. Does mm-hmm. she know that? Yeah. That brings us to the next thing. <laughs> How is your family doing as far as, you know, your mom and your dad and, you know, your husband and your mm-hmm. nuclear family and extended by default how has this, has it affected anyone in the family? Um, we've been lucky. We haven't had anyone in our family affected. Um, ha- my family is mostly here, in, or my immediate family is all here in Texas, but my extended family all lives in Scotland. Um, that's where I was born. And so um, it's been interesting to see the differences in how things have the response, I guess, because initially I feel, I feel like we were actually responding in this country a little bit more seriously than the UK was. And then it flipped very quickly. (laughs) Um, So that was definitely interesting, but I mean, even so neither side of the pond of my family is affected. So that was, that was good. Um, And I mean, it's been nice actually, because we, we did get to spend so much more time with my parents when we were spending like half the week with them, half the week here. Like that's just, you know, we don't normally, eat dinner with my parents three times a week. <laughs> so um, it was good for my son to be able to spend that time with them and us to spend that time with them. But um, yeah, it was just, it's been a, just a weird, <laughs> a weird time, <laughs> but I'm trying to see the positives in it. So the good news is, first of all, you got to spend time with, with your son and you may not know this. And I know you know this because you're a doctor, but that child, I mean, most kids, I think, and most pets, most kids and most pets are going to be like, when all of, if, if all of this ever gets over and it, when, it, when it's over, they're going to be like, oh my God, we miss having our owners yeah. at home and just unlimited treats and, you know, just, <laughs> just you, yeah. you know. Um, so it's going to be hard in that sense, but I have completely enjoyed it. I mean, my kids, then the one is going to be a, going to master's graduate school. And then the other one is, is still an undergrad and undergrad and then the other one is in high school. And I do not want them to go back to school. But don't you know they're like, Mom, we we, we have to go. We, we have to go. So I don't know. I don't even know. I don't want to think about it yet. Yeah. Like, Mom, we have to go. And I'm like, oh God. I don't know. But yeah, it's I mean, I was talking to my husband about this. It was like, you know, when people were talking about going back to normal, it's like there's a lot about the way that we were living before that I don't really want to return to like rushing around and not spending a lot of time with each other and you know just being busy all the time like you can kind of since we're going to be choosing what to go back to we can pick and choose the things that we think are still necessary and I think I think for hopefully for a lot of people they'll have seen like this is what I really want to do and I'm going to cut out all that extra stuff that was just clutter. 
you definitely hit the nail on the head. Like, <laughs> the whole world had to stop and then slow down. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we had a spike with the, with the protests and stuff. But, but that was, I don't know, six weeks of, and I just told my wife the other day, we were walking in the neighborhood, I think it was on Sunday, and I think the air was different when we were all home. It was a different energy. It was just a, mm-hmm. I wish I could bottle it like just and just go to it and just like get some of it i was afraid i was anxious but i felt the zen energy that was calming now that we should be more afraid and now of course and i know if you look in the news you see that some people are beginning to shut down again because it was like human beings are just so unpredictable like come on like just can you take you live in a big house by the ocean with six cars and a pool and then you don't want to stay in it for six weeks you know it's like (laughs) (laughs) so now some states are having to reopen um sorry close back california has already started to close back again because and now that they've closed back guess what it's not going to be six weeks anymore it's going to be three to six months yeah just waited you know and now texas of course is like new york almost you know Mm -hmm. yeah Hmm. Yeah, it, it was the uh, it was definitely a rushed reopening, and I think it's unfortunate because we kind of wasted all that initial time that we were shut down because like yeah. we didn't really get anywhere from there. We didn't. Um, we took, we took, we're, we took, it's like we're starting over. Yeah, we took two steps forward and like sixteen steps backwards. So it's like yeah. it's, 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 it doesn't matter because I feel like more people have died now since we opened back. And then the funny thing about it is, you look mm-hmm. at the news and any everybody talking about how. Hospitals are in capacity and this and that and the other, but no one is saying why <laughs> yeah. or, or how we got there. And, then, and that's foolhardy because humans by nature, we are able to process information. We know that our brains are allowing us to know, to know root causes, but no one wants to talk about the root cause. Oh, we're, we're, we're testing more. Really? Oh my God. <laughs> ah. Yeah. Talking about testing, that's a good segue into <laughs> your practice. How has your practice been affected or not affected by this? So I, I, I opened a direct primary care practice in January, which timing was probably not great. <laughs> but um, so I was sort of just starting to hit my stride in March and like starting to pick up with like patients enrolling and, you know, um, and then when the pandemic hit that pretty much shut down. <laughs> so, um, I started doing like a lot of telemedicine, um, through various telemedicine companies and also just offering telemedicine to people who weren't already members of my practice, just to kind of be helpful, um, in during the, the early days. Cause it's, a lot of practices didn't have telemedicine set up for several weeks. So there was a period where patients were just kind of scrambling. Um, so I did that. But in the last, I would say, like three to four weeks or so, um, since things have like re- reopened and people started kind of going back to their normal activities, um, I've actually seen a huge spike in my enrollment um, in my practice. So um, I think direct primary care in particular right now has a big, is filling a big void because there's people who've lost their jobs, they've lost their benefits, they don't have insurance, they're looking for an affordable alternative to get health care. And they don't want to be sitting in a crowded waiting room of an urgent care or an ER. <laughs> they want to be, they want to be in their house. 
And if they can't be in their house, they want to be in like an office with no one else <laughs> because they don't want to be exposed. So it's been over the last month, like a, a big boost for my practice, actually. Um, we're doing like very limited testing. I just test people who are my patients. I'm not testing like vast groups of people. One, because I'm pregnant um, and I don't really see the reason to, there's plenty of other people testing. I don't see the reason to expose myself that way. But um, also just because um, it's hard to get the supplies um, if you're a small practice. Um, I, there was a, I ran out of tests from, and I went, I waited like well over a week to get new kits sent out because they're just so overwhelmed at the lab. Um, so, but I have been doing some testing just sort of for my, my patients. That's wonderful. I mean, congratulations, first of all, on the practice. But you see, <laughs> this, is, this is the irony of life. You know, at the beginning, you probably like, oh my God. And now look what COVID-19 literally brought with it is now mm -hmm. more patients. And so you had the little dip, which is what they say, but then, you know, that's what a dip is. You just dip and then you come back up. And so yeah. you, you basically landed on your two feet if, if there's such a thing and you're, you're now thriving and, and soaring from there. Mm -hmm. So tell the listeners exa exactly who you are. I know we're doing this backwards. <laughs> That's okay. And then what is direct primary care? Because I even I thought you were a pediatrician until what <laughs> yesterday. And, uh, so yeah. What? So um, so I'm uh, Rebecca Barons. I'm a family physician. I'm in Houston. Um, my practice is Vita Family Medicine, um, and it's direct primary care oh, practice. Very fast, girl. Vita is it V I D A? Yeah, Vita V I D A. I do speak fast sorry that's a that's a problem i have that's okay it's not a problem but i want them to hear um, so vita yeah. medical uh vita family medicine family medicine yeah and of course you're going to leave us your um how, how they can find you in a minute but yeah go ahead yeah yeah absolutely um so it's a direct primary care practice so that basically means um i contract directly with my patients i don't deal with any insurance companies um, and patients just pay a membership fee to be a member of the practice, and then any services that they need are included. So if they have, um, if they need to be seen in the office, if they need to be seen virtually, if they have a quick question, they just want to text me. Um, all of that is included, and there's no additional fees or copays or anything like that. Um, and so it gives them direct access to me uh, when they need me, and saves them a lot of hassle and waiting rooms and you know, waiting two weeks for an appointment if they're sick and, and that sort of thing. Um, and because I don't have to worry about the insurance, I can spend as much time with them as they need. I'm not going to be boxed into, um, you know, a 15 minute or 10 minute in some cases visit. Um, I can spend, you know, an hour, an hour and a half if they have a complicated issue going on um, and we're able to, you know, take care of whatever, whatever they need. Um, and then I also am able to give them access to uh, discounts on labs through my lab partner and I just kind of help them with like navigating the healthcare system um, because it's especially if you don't have insurance it's very complicated to navigate the healthcare system it's very expensive um, and so that's kind of my goal is to be able to help people find affordable options um, and navigate the system. That's wonderful that you're basically uh, an advocate from that angle because mm -hmm. it's it's tough and it's tough and I know most people are like Derek what's that? I just say Netflix for your doctor or gym yeah. membership for your doctor. Yeah, that's a, good, that's a good way to say it. Yeah. That's a good way to say it. Everybody understands a gym membership. You pay once a month and then you use it as much as you want or don't use it, right? But I like the fact that direct primary care also adds things like labs, which 
most people don't realize you need to you need to do labs you need to be able to 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 do lab tests you need to be able to give vaccines and i know as a family practice do you give a lot of vaccines um i don't stock a lot of them um just because it i probably will it down the line once i have more patients but right now it's really not cost effective for me to store them and um they would expire before that i would use them um so right now i just prefer people but yeah. I was just going to say more so because the, the CVSs and the health departments of the world, they give those vaccines anyway. So, yeah. 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 Wow. So, so I just refer people. But. So basically you're doing well by as far as you go emotionally and, all, and otherwise. And then your family has not been affected by COVID-19. Thank God. Knock on wood. And then of course your practice seems to be like soaring, which is amazing because I lost two thirds of my, of my, patients and then of oh, course wow. yeah 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 i went from and, and for people that don't know this direct primary care we're, we're doing more quality than quantity we really i mean at least for me my target was going to be 50 patients and that's it and i, I got to like 17 and i'm down to like five wow <laughs> so, yeah yeah but I, you know, I don't, I don't, I tell people that my, my practice is actually my side gig right now, which is okay. But um, yeah, indeed, some of us, I know oof, it, it is what it is. I mean, we could also be dead, so I'm okay. I'm fine. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Around. I mean, it's, there was definitely a, a, if you had, if we had done this interview, like two and a half, three months ago, I would have been in a very different place. Cause I, I did not think I was going to be able to come out of the pandemic and you know, I, I basically thought my practice was just dead in the water and I was starting completely over. Um, I did have a couple people leave early on, you know, just financial reasons. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I think now that, I think it's kind of, the, the system is kind of being forced to shift into a more patient-centered and affordable direction than the corporate direction that it's been going in. And I think patients are starting to recognize that too. So I think eventually, you know, practices like ours that are more patient focused and more quality focused, um, are gonna, are gonna end up thriving and the yeah, other know. model is gonna fall yeah. to the wayside. <laughs> we just need to, we need to be willing to ride, ride, ride mm -hmm. it out. And I think I will at this point in time, I think I'm, I'm good. I mean, I, I get maybe one patient every other week, which is okay. Could be worse. So about two patients a month, which by the end of the month is, of the year is 24 patients, which is not bad. Right. But we need that. We also, because I mean, the mental health arena, hmm, people are less likely to want to pay cash for that because mm -hmm. most health insurances, I think, cover. I don't know. I don't know. But either way, I'm okay with it. But my my main reason for doing this was because I knew I knew a lot of doctors were hurting, and I'm glad you know I'm speaking to you now because you will give other doctors hope. Because a lot of doctors that I've spoken to, they're not doing so well because mm -hmm. they're really, really hard. Yeah. Besides those that work in the ER who are constantly in the line of fire from the yeah. COVID, the other ones have lost their job. Well, I mean, it's like you can't win. You can't win. Yeah. But do you have a side gig? A lot of the other doctors I've spoken to have all kinds of little, little side gigs or your practice is it. <laughs> um, my practice is the, th the thing I'm focusing on, but I do work part-time at a county clinic. Um, so for, I, I think it was like two months that they had furloughed me because their volume was way down, but it's obviously it's picked back up again. Um, so I do work there one day a week. Um, and then I still do occasionally some telemedicine, but not too much. I don't, 
I don't really like doing telemedicine as much on patients I've never met because it's yes. just very impersonal. Uh, <laughs> I have so. I have learned to just just do my best. I mean, I do because I think because of my personality, I can usually get a laugh here or a giggle there. But then I may never see them again. Yeah, yeah. occasion I see another one. It's like, oh yeah, you're the doctor. Oh my God. I'm like, of course I don't remember them. And they're like, oh yes, you were the one that saw my other child last year. I'm like, okay, yeah. How is it doing? <laughs> how is she? Oh, okay. Well, how is she? Doing? <laughs> so, um, but it's okay. I mean, it, it's it's a means to an end, and yeah. I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for that. Wow. So Rebecca, has there been, is there anything that I've left out that you would like to share with the audience that maybe we, you would like to just share? I had a doctor that I think a couple of doctors ago, she does this mountain biking thing. And she said, that's what she uses for like mm -hmm. to find her center. And she'll go for long. I'm like, are you not scared of rattlesnakes? Is that rattlesnakes? Psh, no, I have to get out of the house. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> so do you have any any tricks i mean of course you're with child so you're just what watching tv that's it or what how? yeah i so at the beginning you and i were doing that um yoga oh yeah that we were you doing that was really was good yeah um so i that did get me back into yoga again um so i've been doing some yoga i try to still do it every day i need i need you to bully me on it though because I was <laughs> my back i did like I was going for I was going for twenty one days. I think by like day eleven, my back was completely yeah. Nice. To now to this date, yeah, fine. it makes such a huge difference. But yeah, but it's always for those who don't know, and we were doing <laughs> sun salutations. I think we call ourselves sun salutation sisters or something. I don't know. Yeah. You know with, yeah. We're doing daily sun salutations. If you don't do sun salutations, you should. For my kids, my kids would be like, Mom, are you going to do your sun salutations today? Because I miss, I'll play the music, and it was so good. And again, that was at the beginning of this, thing, of this whole lockdown. Mm -hmm. The whole energy in the world was just so different. You know, I now looking back, I know we may never get back to that again, but I wish we could just go back. It's just over politicized now. And yeah, I don't, I don't know, but I'm glad we had for the two or three moments we had that. I'm just glad that we did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah. So you're still doing your yoga to this day. This is awesome. Yeah. I, I tried. I, I'm not doing it every day, but I do it I, almost every day. And my son picked up the moves, so he does it with me. <laughs> um, so um, so that was that. And then um, I just started doing bar again. That was always how I work, did workouts. I was a member at a bar studio and I would go and, um, you know, usually like twice a week at least. Um, and I had really, you know, I obviously stopped doing that. And I, I need the peer pressure to work out at home. <laughs> well, I mean, we can so, start back again. My, yeah. my back is fine. Yeah. But we could start back again. We could, I don't know, we could, we could start back again. I'm open. I'm very, very open to, to that. I have space here. Yeah. So, so that's, that's well, I started doing pure bar online course, like classes and those are pretty good because it still kind of feels like you're in the real class. So that's been helpful too. Um, but yeah, I think definitely just like trying to stay moving and not just yeah. wallowing. Yeah. I, you think know? What I, would, I think what I would like to do is actually become become certified as a Zumba power, Zumba, I don't know the name, not the regular Zumba because I, I, I don't, honestly, I don't sweat in the regular Zumba class, mm. but the power Zumba, 
Oh God, yes. <laughs> because I used to teach kickboxing and I and after each child I did Taibo to lose the weight. Oh wow. Each child I did Taibo with Billy Blanks with the VHS VHS tapes when my yeah. first was born because he's 22. And that sucker beat me into shape. To this day, I think my body still is just like still has the memory. And then I did some um I forget the name with um, Charlene Johnson. I forget she she's a dance dance exercise, and I forget the name Turbo Turbo Jam or something. That's, that's mm -hmm. the name. And those were good. And I just and I still oh I have the tapes of the CDs. And it's just life is different now. In, in those days, I had a, a, a gym in my home, and oh goodness, life is just. Hmm. But yeah, I I definitely credit Tybo to. My, even my mental energy to this date mm -hmm. is terrible. It just yeah. shape, like physically and mentally. I don't have the physical anymore, but I do still have the mental energy that it just, it just wakes you up and you just, for the next six hours, you're just like in a different zone. You know, you could just take, yeah. literally take on the world, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, it helps. Yeah, moving helps a lot. Bar, I think, is just too slow for me. I can't. Yeah, it's I mean, for some reason that's I, the only exercise I've ever been able to stick with. Like everything else, I like it, but I only do it for like a month or two. But bar, I think because there's so much peer pressure to like show up and do it and not give up, it just it that wor it works for me for some reason. So I'm hoping I can stick with it a little bit better at home this time, and and you know I won't be completely out of shape by the time I give birth. No, so. I think you're gonna be fine. You don't even look from here up. You don't even look like you. You always. <laughs> I think it could also be because of the, the, the number of months you're in, but number of weeks. But what I think you should do maybe is if you could find a group, maybe on, I don't know, Facebook that, that mm -hmm. not, I, I should, but I don't, I'm not going to, you, you're not going to work for me. And then it's too hot now because we have bikes in the garage, but it's too hot now to even go bike riding or less maybe yeah. like at six o'clock in the morning, maybe. Yeah. So. But I might, I might do the bike riding because I know that's good for my knees. Yeah. Like jumping, pounding. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, so um, when, is the, when is the baby due? Like um, later in the year? Yeah, November. Mm -hmm. So what are you going to do with, with your practice and stuff? Do you, I mean, of course, telemedicine is, you can do that technically. But what about your practice? How is that going to how is that going to work? Yeah, out? so um, a lot of the local DPC doctors have offered to help cover me, mm -hmm. um, so I'll still you know be able to text with patients and do some stuff virtually. But anything that I can't handle, they're going to help me cover. So, yeah, it's a good group of doctors out here that are taking care of each other. Yeah, I was just going to another thing about DPC that is just like so amazing. Like literally, just say the word and it's like. People just pounce yeah. on me. Like, well, I didn't even have to ask. They just offered. It was really? like, as soon as they found out I was pregnant, they were like, oh, I can cover you when you go on maternity oh. leave. And yeah, it was, it was so great. So that is such a good problem to have. Yeah. And ironically, if you are still in traditional practice, you will not, you have to apply for the time off and mm. they'll give you the run around because wait, I don't know, you're a female. And um, well, how many weeks do you want to take off? Why? And all these things. Ugh. Yeah, no, the last time, I mean, when I returned to work after I gave birth the, the last time, that was kind of my final straw that I just couldn't work in that environment anymore because 
it was so malignant. It was just like, you still need to, you know, I was pumping and they wouldn't give me a break to pump. So I had to just like hurry up and see my patients so I could take a break to go pump. Um, It was, I was still, you know, it, it just was, it was not a good experience. So um, I'm very excited that this time will be hopefully better. (laughs) And if you're watching this and you're a doctor and you're wondering, uh, what is DPC honey? <laughs> you check Dr. Rebecca Berenstein's family practice or check with me. I'm in the medical, I mean, I'm in the mental health arena of DPC. It is doable. And definitely nothing gives you that work-life balance mm-hmm. once you get past, because really for DPC is all about growth. For traditional medicine, there's so much overhead at the beginning, because I've done that. Mm-hmm. Almost impossible. But for DPCs, like you pay your rent maybe, and that's it. Yeah. For me now, I stopped. I completely stopped. I, last month was my last month of paying rent. Everything is 100% telemedicine now. Yeah. So I'm basically, yeah, I can't. I can't. I, I would not, because I'm a hugger. <laughs> I know I'm going to love on those kids, and, I, and I'm going to catch something. I know. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's, you kind of build it as you go. Is, um, so it's just, it's so much so much easier to, to start. Like you can really start with nothing and then yeah. just literally I think it took me three weeks to start my practice. And then people are like, what? I say, yes. And that three weeks was because I needed to get the, the malpractice insurance. That mm-hmm. was it. Otherwise, yeah. I mean, I could have started on day one on the day I decided I wanted to open my practice. I could have literally started telemedicine, you know, but then yeah. I, had, I had to find a location, but the location is like, I found it was like around the corner from my house. It was just one room, a 10 by 10. And I, and I, my, my practice cost me about, I think maybe $300 or something because wow. I got a, yeah. Cause I, I got a, a massage table. That's what I used for my exam table. That was it. I mean, I, that's it. And then I, mm-hmm. the, the, the location threw in a chair, threw in a phone, threw in a desk, threw in all of these things. I'm like, wow. You know? Wow. That's great. Yes. So it was amazing. Wow, Dr. Rebecca Behrens, thank you so much for hanging out with yeah. me today and for sharing. It looks like you're, you're thriving, and I like that. <laughs> no, thank you. I definitely am in a different place than I was a few months ago. So, <laughs> And this is the whole idea, just to get different people. And you know what? You're right. Everyone that I interviewed at the beginning of this probably will have a different story to tell right now, you know? Yeah. Which is good because this stuff is evergreen. So, you know, people can just come back and watch it whenever. Wow. Thank you so much. So where can the viewers, where can they find you? Um, so I am on Facebook and Instagram at Vida Family Medicine, V-I-D-A. Um, and then my website is www.vidafamilydpc.com. And it's V as in Veronica, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, see, that this vidafamilydpc.com, that's not too bad. I was telling my kids, I said, I would like to have a website with Dr. Lulu, the mom, Patricia. Like, mom, it's-, <laughs> it's too long. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Thank you so much. And I know it's late. So I'm going to, oh, wow. Look at the time. Yeah. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Dr. Lulu, a.k.a. the mom, Patricia. Thank you all so much for hanging out with us today with another doctor who just wanted to just come and just talk about how she's doing, really. And so on that note, my name is Dr. Lulu and Dr. Behrens. Both of us are saying to you guys, so long, farewell. Check out DPC Frontier, you know? And you know what? No one is paying me to do this, but 
once you see the light, you know, you want to show people the light. And we have seen the light. Yeah. <laughs> we have seen the doctor, doctor work-life balance lights, the, the burnout, anti-burnout is DPC. That's it. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. <laughs> so that's a you want to say goodbye to the, to the viewers yeah. real quick? Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. This is really fun. It's good to always good to chat with you. And uh, thanks for, for having me. And then hopefully we'll, we'll see you back after the bundle of joy gets here. We just, <laughs> yes. we'll just find a reason. we just do another episode. I'm sure we can now. find a reason. <laughs> now episode. That would be nice. Well, yeah. thank you so much, Dr. Baron. It was so much fun. <laughs> Folks, listen, make sure you click subscribe and you share this video and tell people about us. It's called Dr. Lulu. It's called your wellness and you with dr lulu and i'll see you guys next week remember a new episode drops every thursday so we'll see you guys next week okay bye, bye.